0: The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster. W H M P.
1: Welcome to the Western mass business show. I'm Tara Brewster and I'm so excited about my guests today. They are a couple of, um, sweet people from girls on the run, Western Massachusetts, Allison Berman, who is the council director for Western Massachusetts Goer, and Molly Hoyt, who's the program manager for the same nonprofit organization. Welcome to the two of you. Thank you.
2: Thanks Thank for you. having us. Yeah.
1: I'm so happy that you're here. We've been geeking out a little bit about girls on the run. Um, <laughs> and i am excited to have you here. and so for people that don't know about girls on the run, what the heck is it other than probably girls running? maybe. <laughs> it's
2: funny cuz the name actually doesn't actually describe exactly what it is. so girls on the run the way we describe it is, is a really strong life skills social emotional program that also integrates running. so it's a 20 lesson curriculum and each lesson has a theme. Th- things like how to stand up for yourself, how to choose your friends, how to identify emotions, And then all the while, they're trained to run or walk a 5K. And at the end of the season, all the teams
1: from Western Mass come together to do a 5K celebration. And so that's right. That's so true. Um, <laughs> I was a coach once or twice, um, full disclosure, back in the day, um, and it's amazing. The program is amazing. It really is not just a running program. It's it's so much more than that, which mm-hmm. you don't know by the name, um, and you don't really know until you get involved and really have the opportunity to experience it. So, how long has the program been here in Western Mass? Um, it
2: started in 2015, <laughs> so we are in our ninth year.
1: Um, And we've served about over 8,000 kids to this point. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so by kids, are you taking more than girls, uh, transgender girls, um, non-binary? You know, it doesn't...
2: So we serve um, anybody, all... Girls and people who identify as a girl, non-binary, transgender, gender fluid in
1: third to eighth grades. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And so third to eighth grades, are the third and the eighth graders together in the same team or are there different programs?
3: We offer two programs. The Girls on the Run program is really for third to fifth grade girls. And then we offer a separate program called Heart and Soul, S-O-L-E um for girls nice. in, <laughs> for girls <laughs> in 6th to 8th grade that is really m- more geared for the older girls and what they're going through right then
1: Amazing. So a lot of listeners to this show know that I have a daughter, um, Madeline, who is in fifth grade at Leeds and who has done the program in the past and really got a lot of um, really wonderful skills from it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing that I loved about her experience with Girls on the Run was um, there was actually like a, an issue between uh, another player, not on the team, not like a team thing, but it was a school thing where they were having some like drama. Mm -hmm. I think it was like third grade probably. Yeah, it was her first opportunity Mm -hmm. to do Girls on the Run. And through Girls on the Run, I think they, it helped them work it out, um, really sort of think about the things that we were teaching them, the, the lessons that we were going through, and how to actually like move past whatever was happening interpersonally with them in school.
3: Yeah, I think the, uh, the best part about Girls on the Run, it really gives girls a language to use in order to diffuse situations like that, and how to advocate for yourself in a meaningful way without making more drama, but just expressing how you feel in situations. And I think as parents, when you coach them or teachers, you really get the same language. So it's it's helpful because you can guide your children in a way that they're learning what to do at practice, too. You can use the same language with them.
1: I'm having a flashback to I feel feel, because
3: you... (laughs) I feel when because, you. you when you because, because when I, I would like, like you, you to <laughs> i would you. like for you too <laughs> thank you so much but i was gonna i'm like of- wait what is it i'm forgetting i feel happy yes. when you asked me to be on the radio yeah. because it makes me feel special i would like you to continue talking to me yeah i will for a whole hour <laughs> we got
2: this <laughs> um i was just gonna add on to what molly was saying also which is that we hear a, a lot of our coaches are also teachers and we hear they talk about how much the they see the girls in school and they see how much they're using the language and the skills from girls on the run really to be leaders in the classroom and in the schools. And so those skills are transferring also to
1: the classrooms. It's amazing. Yeah. And so where are you in Western Mass? Are you in all schools, all
3: counties? We're in all counties. We're in Hampshire, Hampden, Franklin, and Berkshire counties. We're definitely looking to grow in some counties, but we – um, are heavily in Hampshire and Hamden. We have a couple teams in Franklin, and we've grown a lot in the last couple seasons in Berkshire County. And we still have room for growth, but we're, we're everywhere in every corner of Western Mass. That's a lot. That's, That's a lot.
1: lot of ground to cover. And right. so I saw on your website, you have maybe four employees. Four. Yeah. There's four of us. Yeah. So, how does that work with covering four counties, which are not small counties?
2: Um, well, we have an amazing team of volunteers as well. So, as you know, being a volunteer, so we have, depending on the size of our season, but we have anywhere from 220 to 300 volunteer coaches. Um, and then we utilize a lot of those coaches who've coached for many seasons, will also help us as like mentor coaches and go visit sites because um, we want to make sure everybody's supported the way. So, right now, Last spring, we were in 75 different sites around Western Mass. Um, Our fall is always a little smaller, so we're in about 52 this season. But next spring, we expect to be in more, 85, something like that, different schools.
1: That's amazing.
2: And it is
3: amazing. I mean, our our coaches are the heart of our program. They're always willing to help out. We have coaches that visit sites, as Allison was saying, but, you know, we're in the process of getting our program t-shirts out. And coaches are so happy to, like, take a couple bags and drop them out at schools and, um, you know, help with the t-shirt train of distribution, which is awesome. The t-shirts are pretty great. The t-shirts are great. <laughs> Do you want to so know, know what the color say. is this season? <laughs> yes, please. They are gold. Nice. <laughs> and the heart and soul ones are blue. <laughs> Beautiful Northampton together. high colors. Yes. My alma mater. So
1: we did it for you. Blue devils. Gotta represent. <sighs> um, so I think that's great. I mean, you know, I was speaking with someone yesterday from Rachel's table in Springfield who used to be at the JCC and a part of the um, the larger Jewish community down there, and not that they're not still, but they've separated after thirty years, and they have something like three hundred or four hundred volunteers, and I, that number is incredible. But your number as well is incredible. I mean, that's like just that's a huge amount of people that are committed, willing to step up to volunteer their time. I mean, it's a real testament to the program mm-hmm. and to your nonprofit.
2: Yeah, no, it's a, our volunteers are. Amazing, and then of course, we have more volunteers for each five k as well. We have another hundred volunteers each five k so who are make that five k possible.
1: Yeah. and so for volunteering, you have coaches, you have people who come out and do site visits. Mm-hmm. what does what does being a coach
3: look like? So coaches take on a team and usually coaches are parents teachers or community members, um, within, you know, or the community they live or want to be a part of. Um, and coaches, you know, they have a team of girls. A team of girls is anywhere between eight and 15. Um, they're on a coaching team, so they're not never by themselves. Um, a coaching team consists of anywhere between two and four coaches generally. Um, the more the merrier, the more I say. the merrier. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of hands. Um, more hands, ab- absolutely. Makes work. So you know, practices can't run without two pa- two coaches. It's nice to have more than that, though. Um, and yeah, as Allison said, it's a twenty um, lesson curriculum. Practices are tw- uh, for ten weeks. Teams meet twice a week for an hour and a half. So that's the time kind of commitment outside of practice time. Really, we try to set coaches up so they're not doing much more than um, reading the curriculum and understanding what they're talking about with the girls. Um, And then uh, we do a lot of training preseason before the season starts with our coaches. There's some online training. We do an in-person training where coaches actually get the curriculum book. Um, They practice with it. Um, They are led by experienced coaches that come to our training and kind of lead them through a lesson. Um, And then, yeah, along the way, we support them by emailing, phone calls. We do site visits. um, We really try to make sure that they feel connected and successful at what they're doing. It's kind of like the old saying, feed the teachers so they don't eat the children. Well, we try to (laughs) feed the coaches so they don't eat the children.
1: (laughs) I don't know if I've ever heard that saying. (laughs) That's... Crazy to think about, yeah, it is. But I think
3: the the you know messages is is take care of the people that are taking care of other people, yeah. So that they have the bandwidth to do that.
1: Yes, yeah, I love that. (laughs) I'm just just picturing people (laughs) eating other people. I'm like, I don't picture that. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, again, like to, to your volunteers and to the coaches, um, such a testament to their involvement because it really is taking care of the kids and being involved and learning, right? You have to learn the lessons like from having done it. It's like a thing. It's like, you can't just show up and be like, Hey guys, like, let's kick some balls around and, you know, just hang out with each other. It's actually like planned out lessons that have like a cadence and a flow to them.
2: Yeah. And the, the curriculum is completely for people who haven't coached is completely spelled out. So nobody's creating a lesson, like everything that you need for a lesson is there and tells you exactly what to do, which makes which it Which is so nice. Easier. Yes. Yes.
1: Which yeah. is why we'll slowly start to remember some of the lessons yeah. once <laughs> we get going here. Not just the, I feel because you, make me stop and take happy. a breather
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. a breather. <sighs>
1: breathing <laughs> breathing <laughs> um yeah i i think it's great um i'm i'm really happy that you're here and i'm really happy that this program is here and so how long have each of you been here at the program since the beginning yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we both got
2: it started here in western mass that's
1: amazing yeah that's great. Um, well, we have to take a quick break. I'm Tara Brewster, and you're listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm here today with a couple teammates from Goder, which is Girls on the Run Western Mass, Allison Berman and Molly Hoyt. We'll be right back.
0: The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome
1: back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guests today are Molly Hoyt, who's the program manager at Girls on the Run, and Allison Berman, who is the council director for Goder Western Mass, which you can also find out more information um, on their website if you're curious, girlsontherunwesternmass.org. Yes? Yes. Okay, good. Okay, good. (laughs) It's actually not, it's westernma.org. Westernma.org. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. I have that, but I had to say mass. (laughs) You know. Um, all right. So we were talking about the program. Um, Goder, three to five, uh, grades three to five, and heart and soul, um, sixth to eighth grade. Mm-hmm. And the things that I really love that I was seeing on your website when I was looking earlier was the mantras and the mission about really, like, what you're doing, what you're doing for the girls, what your purpose is, and what you hope the girls get out of the program. And a lot of the words that I saw um, in that text, I kind of highlighted because they were so so powerful. And they were words that really resonated with me from when I was a coach, um, intentional embrace, strength, joy, optimism, gratitude, things like that. So I'm sure you have a thousand stories, but I would love to hear kind of like the mission of girls on the run and maybe how that's translated or matriculated to girls that you've seen over the course of your nine years being at girls on the run. Sure. Um,
2: so our overall mission is to create more joyful, healthy, and confident kids, all around. Um, and I think that comes across in different way. I think that happens in different ways with different groups of kids. And so we have so many different stories. And we, you know, the coaches tell us so many different things about how the girls evolve. And I think some of it is on an individual level. Some of it as seeing their teams come together and working as a group. Um, a story that comes to mind is a one of our Springfield schools. There was a kid on the team that during the school day was mute and didn't talk at all. But on her Girls in the Run team throughout the season, she started to feel more and more comfortable and actually began to speak with her peers and and during the lessons. And then that was able after that to be able to transfer to her school setting, um, which the, in the school setting that had never happened before. And so the principal actually spoke at one of our events once and talked about that she really saw it as the power of Girls and Run, where this kid was able to feel confident and comfortable with her teammates and the coaches and then be able to, you know, see that she could do that. That's um, incredible. Yeah, and so I think there's so many little stories like that, too. Like, I remember another school at our last Coach Appreciation Dinner was talking about that there was a group of kids that were her whole class in the school was struggling the whole like fourth grade school lots of drama going on and that the kids who were doing girls on the run were able to come back in the classroom and really be leaders both of the boys as well as the girls and really kind of help shape and change that the dynamic in that classroom because of the lessons they were learning and because she was a teacher she was able to see how that transferred to the classroom mm-hmm. um and then we, i mean and then on a bigger level what at our final 5k that brings together everybody from all the different teams, and so you see kids who never thought they'd be able to even walk a 5K are finishing a 5K and crossing that finish line. And it's not only them, but it's also all of their family members that are coming out there. Like kids show up with their entire entourage, which is like so moving. Um, who are like so proud of them, who are making signs for them, and it's like the first time. And also, it's getting family members involved, like families who've also never run or walked a 5K wanting to be out there to support their kids. So we talk about, like, we knew when we started this program it would impact the girls, but we're seeing it impact the communities and the teachers and schools um, on such a bigger level. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of moving, you know, like a web.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was just having some thoughts about the 5K that I participated in, and you're right. It was like magic. I mean, it felt like there was... 500 people there? Was there 500 people there? Our last one had 4,000. Okay. (laughs) There was a lot more than 500 people there. I didn't want to like overshoot the number. So many people. Mm -hmm. I mean, from all over the community. And, you know, you had said earlier about 75 sites, 52 um, sites. You know, that's way more than your volunteers, your 300 volunteers or Mm -hmm. your kids that are participating. I mean, that's a lot of other people coming in. So it's family, it's
3: parents, it's caregivers, it's grandparents. Yeah. Yeah. It's everybody. And I just want to add on to what Allison said, because she talked a little bit about confidence and kids feeling comfortable. And I think that is, with the program, a really important goal for each individual child. But I think that it's really kind of about connection and community. And when kids feel connected to something and that they're part of a community, they're willing to kind of take more risks and be comfortable and confident in the space that they're in. And then they can practice those at girls in the run and take those out. And I do think like one of our, one of another story that's kind of more a a broader story is, you know, we even had teams during COVID where kids were desperate for connection. And that year after I feel like was really important, um, during the year of COVID, we had teams meeting outside at the Y and different parks, and I, and coaches reported that were that the coaches that coached those teams reported that those were the their favorite parts of the day because they were actually there with kids. They were all in masks and they were outside and being safe, but they still felt connected to something on their team and then to our organization overall. Um, And I do think that that is like kind of a hallmark for any individual human being, not just child, is you have to feel connected to something. You have to feel part of a community to feel whole. And I do think Girls on the Run does that for a lot of kids that otherwise do not feel that anywhere. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and you brought up a good point that I was gonna ask about was the COVID, -COVID, pre-COVID, post-COVID. You know, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about either the kids that you've seen or how they're doing, in your opinion. Um, but, again, to draw on my own experience, Maddie had COVID happen in the second grade, and then we coached in when she started the third grade. So we were still wearing masks, too, off and on, you know, inside, outside, depending <laughs> on what the level was. And, yeah, I mean, kids are... Kids are suffering from what I can tell, mm-hmm. um, but I'm interested to hear what you have to say from your perspective.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's there's definitely a child mental health crisis in the country, and I think, you know, I feel really good that we at least are providing some support for a lot of kids who are struggling because of that, because I think it gives them, you know, all the studies show that starting in third grade is really when, especially with girls, their confidence really starts to decline. Um, and their physical activity starts to decline when they're in fourth or fifth grade. Um, but also, it's showing you know all these recent studies after COVID are showing that like mental health rates, particularly with girls, are have skyrocketed. Both depression, anxiety, hospitalizations, cutting, suicidal ideation. And so, I think Girls and Run is giving kids some skills and connection, as Molly was saying, you know, at a young age that hopefully can help support them. So and help with the mental health issues that are happening.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to remember if Girls on the Run was around when I was younger and probably not, right? When did it's, Girls on the Run? It started in
2: 1995. Okay, so
1: no. But in Western Mass, not till 2015. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a really great program for all the reasons that you said. And um, it's really unfortunate that girls tend to you know, beat up on themselves really badly from an early age and also on each other, too. Mm-hmm, I mean, yeah. that that piece is, is major. Right. Um, you know, not just the self-doubt, um, mm-hmm. uh, but the other, you know, like the really gang mentality or the just, you know, not being nice mm-hmm. to each other. I think that that's one of the problems, too, for women, for girls in general is that, you know, we tend to, like, <laughs> not team up, you know, like not take care of each other and not have that tribal circle, which we kind of learn as we get older, like we we need our like female circles or our people circles to like really support us and engage with us. Um, So I love that about Girls on the Run. Absolutely. And there's actually one,
2: just to tag on what you're saying, one of the lessons is actually about positive and negative self-talk and about... Uh, like recognizing it in yourself and also recognizing it when you hear other people say it. Um, And so really teaching kids about how do you recognize it and how do you counter that? Like what else can you do when those... Because we all
3: have them, but what Mm -hmm. do you do to counter that? Mm -hmm. And so there's little... there's I think there's also little bits and pieces in the Girls in the Run program that really not talk explicitly, but like are really focused on lifting each other up as opposed to putting each other down. So, you know, as you remember, Tara, we do energy awards at the end of practices where we're talking about life skill development and and behaviors that we see um, girls doing at practice that are helpful and kind and empathetic. And then Um, You know, teams are starting to do their practice 5Ks in the next couple weeks, and we really encourage girls to cheer for every single member of their team, no matter if they're coming in first or if they're in the back or wherever they finish, is to be there and cheer them on, and everybody gets to break the tape at the end. Um, Yeah, because I think we are stronger the more we lift each other up. You just had me thinking about peel, banana,
1: peel, peel, banana.
3: Do you know that we we have a blow up banana at our 5k now?
1: Oh no. Yes.
3: You have to come back.
1: (laughs) You have to come back. Oh my goodness. Oh yes. And breaking the tape on the bike path. Very Mm -hmm. memorable. Um, and, and you're right, you know, for, for a lot of the girls that were on the team that I coached, like they had never run, they never thought they could run a 5k and, you know, it took some of them a really long time to run that 5k, but we waited, we stayed and we were committed to each other and it was a really big moment, um, for a lot of them. So yeah, I, I agree. We had, I was just,
2: that just reminded me, we had one of our 5k's a couple of seasons ago. We had a kid who, it,
1: it took, it's dance, dance, like, wait, t- time out. Um, all right, a, hang on. We'll, yeah. we'll wait for that story really quick and we'll take a break. This is Tara Brewster listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm here today with a couple friends from Goder, which is Girls on the Run Western Mass, Allison Berman and Molly Hoyt. We'll be right back.
0: The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP. Welcome
1: back to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster, and my guests today are Allison Berman and Molly Hoyt from Girls on the Run Western Mass. If you want to find out more about Girls on the Run. It's girlsontherunwesternma.org They have a really beautiful website with a lot of information there that you can find out more um, about a program that you might want to participate in, either for a kid that you know um, that might need some support and some exercise and some really good coaching and leadership or for yourself, because volunteers are always necessary to make this program go, as we've heard. And I apologize for leaving everyone on the cliffhanger, but when you have to break, you have to break. It's one of the things. We have some people in the Studio, they're like, "Come on, come on, Brewster, let's roll with this. <laughs> Stay on your timeline." Um, but Allison, you were just about to get into a story, so if you could continue with that, and yes. everyone can get off the cliff that they're on, waiting to hear what you have to say. Um, so we, one of our five Ks, a couple seasons ago, we
2: had a girl who it took her almost two hours to finish the five K, and this was a kid. So everybody else had finished. Like all the kids had finished, many families had left, most had left. Um, and it was a kid who had very tough home life, had definitely never even walked, you know, three miles. Um, and she was finishing with her aunt. And there was a team behind her. we call the Sparkle Runners, who kind of bring up the back. And this kid, came across like she came around the corner and we were all there's those of us were left were there cheering her on and she came across the finish line and her aunt like broke down in tears um the girl was very emotional we all were because it was just something about this was such an amazing accomplishment for her and for this kid who was struggling in so many other ways but to finish this and have this team of adults around her that were cheering her on it was really kind of a magical a magical moment
1: it is magical i just like felt it right in my heart I was like imagining her running and taking that long I mean because normally a 5k takes around a half an hour for the Mm -hmm. average runner Mm -hmm. I'm right kind of in that range (laughs) hopefully I used to be um not too slow not too fast but kind of an average um so that's a lot longer than an average pace right like a 10 and a half minute pace yeah and she's a kid that thought you know she she couldn't do it
2: Mm -hmm. at all and so she had this band of People around her helping her do it, and then she left there. Is that confidence thing that we're talking about, like with this whole new, you know, view, like, oh wow, I really did something that I absolutely never thought
3: I could do. Mm-hmm. And her aunt really played a really important role in that, and and her aunt was her running buddy. And so, can we talk about running buddies? Yes, really please. Quickly? Yes, I would love to talk about running yeah, so buddies. so running buddies is a great way to volunteer, and it's super easy and really fun. Basically, a running buddy is an external motivator for the child that's completing the five k. Um, they really kind of act as that child's personal cheerleader and trying to like get them to the finish line in a way that makes sense for that kid and so we always say you know you have to follow the girl or the child's lead if they want to run then run with them but you know if they start talking negative remind them about positive self-talk and things like that so we have tons of parents be running buddies Um, coaches are running buddies Um, staff members at schools are running buddies but it's it's a great way to have an impact in a small small amount you know with that one child to see the program in action.
1: And so if you're a community member, you could say, I want to be a running buddy, and you would get paired up with someone?
3: Yeah, so we do place some um, some running buddies on teams of girls who might need some. A lot of girls find their own running buddy in the, a family member or a staff member, but we have girls ask their teacher to be their running buddy with them um, or their aunt. Um, yeah, so it's kind of a special role. Definitely. And so your 5K is
1: coming up in November, right, on the 19th. Yep. Where is it this year?
2: It's at Western New England University, which is where we were in the spring, too, and it's a great course. They let us use, we use the whole, the whole university, so we run all through campus, Um, and the 5K is really, like, no event, no 5K that you've ever been to before, as Tara, I know you probably remember, but we have a huge stage. We do a big dance party before, a big group warm-up, and then the kids... Run or walk with their running buddies, so it's it's really fun. everyone does face paint and there's hairspray, although we're doing hair ribbons this year, but everybody gets decorated <laughs> <laughs>
1: has that been like taken out the hair coloring aerosol well, the stuff? hair the,
3: we're, try, we're trying with the hair ribbons this fall because of the cold weather so it's yeah. easier with hats yeah and then for girls that don't want hairspray in their hair necessarily or doesn't show up well it gives them a different option yeah really pretty ribbons really pretty and they can also wear them around their wrist so it's yeah either so way they don't, you don't have to put them in their hair yeah well i have to say
1: you're making me remember all of the great girls on the Run swag. Mm.
2: So some good stuff. Um really there'll
1: really be a good merchandise stuff. table. Yeah, there's some really good, good merch stuff. at <laughs> Girls on the Run. So I'm sure their hair ribbons are really nice. Yeah. Um so can we talk about the the fundraising that the girls do cuz this is also a piece that I'm really remembering that I had forgotten um up until just right now. Um Yes. Who wants to
2: start? I, I can start. So we, um, we have lots of different fundraising streams. So actually one thing I want to talk about before we talk about that is that so we, we don't turn anybody away for financial assistance. So over 65% of our kids are on full or partial financial assistance. And so because of that, we have to find many ways to bring revenue in because we want to make sure anybody who, does the pro- who can, wants to do the program is able to do it. So one way we do that is through something called Unstoppable Us. It's a completely optional fundraising program. So kids can ask family and friends to, you know, they talk about what they love about the program and people can donate money to them. And then we give them what we call gratitude gifts depending on the level that they raise. But last year kids raised $50,000. Incredible. Which is amazing across income levels. Like it's not, you know, our higher income schools that are necessarily doing that, but we get, you know, pennies and quarters and... And for us, it really speaks to the magic of the program that kids are willing to do this. And we, we tell them that they're raising this money so more kids can participate. So, yeah, it's great.
1: So how much does it cost to participate in Girls on the Run for a season? It's $160
2: for the 20-lesson program with a sliding scale down to $5 and no questions asked. Um, if a family can't pay the $5, we also waive that fee.
1: So It's really incredible. And I, I especially love the, the unstoppable us part because it's teaching young people about fundraising and philanthropy in a really cool way. That's very tangible and personal to them. Um, and not that kids need gimmicks or (laughs) reasons to do it, but it does help. They 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 really actually do. do. They actually do. (laughs) I mean, I would, I would like to say that they don't, but they really do. do. Um, and I think that things like levels and steps and things that you can get in return for your gift is, you know, for your asking is just really great. Yeah. Um, so the whole program is really amazing. And to think about, you know, the mission and the ability to provide the opportunity for people who can't afford it um, necessarily, I think, is just beautiful.
2: Yeah. It is great.
1: It really is. Um, and so you're... Your um, 5K is coming up on 1119, and can people
3: apply to volunteer on your website, or what does that process look like? So on our website, there's a volunteer online application. Um, On that application, you can kind of choose where you want to volunteer. So you you can pick a volunteer job that kind of matches what you want to do or the time frame that you're able to give on that day. Um, There is a spot that says anywhere that is needed, which we love when people choose. Uh, Um, (laughs) That makes it uh, easy to put you somewhere. Yes. Um, (laughs) But, you know, we have some volunteer roles too that are really great for groups of people like running a water table or um, working at the hair tie station. So if that, parking yep in parking and <laughs> our emails are also on there so people can also reach out to us by email and let us know um yeah but it's a really it's a really really fun day and you get to see the kind of the program in action um if you want to decide if you want to volunteer more or coach um it's just a great way to experience the program and see what it's all about
1: and i also want to mention um i was very impressed with your coaching program your curriculum so do you want to talk a little bit about your safety measures that are in place for coaches like with um, Corey checks and, and the process that you go through in terms of um, learning how to be a coach? Because I thought that was one of the most extensive onboardings that I've done um, sure. in the recent past. But I was happy to do it because it's pretty important and necessary. Absolutely. Like,
2: what we want to make sure is that our coaches are really well trained. I mean, as Molly was talking about before, like – if our coaches aren't well-trained, then they're not going to be providing the highest quality program. So we, they do background checks. You do an online application, and then we do the training that Molly was talking about before, an online training and an in-person training, um, and then provide support throughout the season. Um, and the training encompasses all kinds of things, like how to facilitate, how to observe. Um, there's like sexual abuse policy, like how do you deal with anything that, like that that comes up.
1: Which is so important, yes. especially yeah. now coming out of COVID. I think that yeah. there were so many um, kids that were abused um, both sexually and physically right. during lockdown. And, you know, a lot of mandated reporters were just not in their lives, right. um, whether right. they were teachers or coaches or trusted adults or whatever. Absolutely. Um, so we do like trauma-informed training and just
2: to make sure people have some understanding of how to handle and behavior issues. Yeah, yes. that's great.
1: And we do CPR and first aid training, too, that we offer and pay for. That's great um here we are at another break you've been listening to the western mass business show i'm tara brewster i'm here today with allison berman and molly hoyt from girls on the run and we'll be right back
0: the western mass business show with tara brewster whmp the western mass business show with tara brewster whmp
1: welcome back to the western mass business show i'm tara brewster and i'm joined by some friends today allison berman who's the girls on the run council director for Western mass and Molly Hoyt, who is the program manager. Here we are. We're doing it. I just had to stop my laughing right as we uh, started again, but I'm here. I'm holding it in. Um, so we've been talking a lot about the programs, a lot about all of the great things that girls on the run does and the people they serve, the community impact. Um, I'm excited that the next thing after the five K is your spring season um, so what does that look like? How are you going to gear up and close out the 5k and then head towards
3: spring? So we close up the 5k and be, and right after the 5k we do we celebrate our coaches. That's the biggest important part of that first couple weeks after the 5k. Um, and then after that, in about in December, January, we really start planning our spring season. Um, and our spring season takes place mid-March and it goes to the first week in June um and yeah so we start looking for new sites we start signing up our sites our pre-existing sites that we have now or sites in the past that are not having a team right now um we start going to schools and talking to the PTO or the staff about the program and really try to find some coaches um so it's a great time in December and January to reach out to us um about starting a team or wanting to coach somewhere, um, the big push will be then. Is there a minimum number of girls that you need in order to form a team? So teams of girls are about eight to 15. Um, yeah. And we, we are having a new, um, curriculum this season called hello superstar. We're super, super, super excited about it. Nice. So it will be all new activities. I'm putting my hands under my armpits and I'm smelling them. (laughs) You are a superstar Tara. (laughs) Um, so yes, yeah, so the whole concept of Hello Superstar is kind of around your star and your star power and helping your star shine. Um, so all those lessons, all those life lessons are kind of the same, but they're designed a little differently and the activities are all brand new and nice and shiny and glossy and we're super excited. Same age group? Same age group. So we will ha- be having Hello Superstar for grades three to five and then our heart and soul program to first, sixth to eighth grade.
1: Okay. So, the what was the three to five pro superstar called before? But what, was it? No, it's still called Girls yeah. on the yeah. Run. Right. Right. It's still called Girls the It's just a different, like, a new curriculum. It's a new curriculum. It's amazing. Yeah. So, have you already seen the curriculum or had to learn mm-hmm. the curriculum or been using the curriculum? Yeah. We've yeah. seen it. And yeah. Looked at, through it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And is it a lot different or just? No, it's a not a lot different. I mean, the more... theme, the themes are still the same. I mean, yeah. a lot of
2: the themes are still the same. Yeah. It's um just, I think designed to make it even easier for coaches to coach and make it more streamlined, so. Nice, yeah, nice. You know, one thing I was thinking about that we didn't talk about yet that's in the curriculum is the community impact projects. Um, so each team in the season does something called a community impact project, which is where the team decides what they want to give back to the community in some way. And so that can be, so teams do all kinds of things, but it means that like if we have a team, if we have 75 teams in Western Mass, so these 75 community impact projects that are happening all over. So things like supporting firefighters and police or um, writing nice notes to teachers in the schools, doing kindness
3: rocks, cleaning up schools. Doing a fundraiser for Bay State Children's Hospital. Yes, or a bake sale and donating the money to some place. Some teams make dog treats and donate them to Dakin or – yeah – all kinds of things. Yeah. things can drive and donate to the soup kitchen. Or... Yeah.
1: Again, like another thing that is not about self, but about other exactly. that is really developmentally
3: important. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And, and connecting people. them to their community yeah. more and letting them learn the impact that they could have in small ways by making a difference. Yeah.
2: We have one team. This is one of my favorite. We had one team in Chicopee that decided that their girls bathroom at their school was so terrible that they redecorated the girls back bathroom with all these messages. They got that, you know, plastic vinyl. They put it all over all the stalls, but they made, they just decorated the whole bathroom. It was
3: great. Yeah. With positive messages. That's like cool. you are yeah. beautiful on the window, on the mirrors and everything. Oh, I love it. Was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so important. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and in that spirit, um, of community, you know, how else do you get funds for what you do? You know, do you have sponsors? Do you do other fundraising events during the year? So we do, um, all different streams. So we just finished. We just had a fundraising
2: event, the Sneaker Soiree, that we had at the beginning of October. Um, Which so we, I'm so bummed that I missed.
1: <laughs> I saw the pictures on it was, social media, it was great. and it
2: looked so much fun. It was great, and we had four girls who came and spoke that were so amazing and inspiring, and just talked about their experience, and a couple of coaches that were also amazing. So we always do one fundraising event a year, and then we have business sponsors from all over Western Mass that donate. You know a range of what works for them and then we support them the best way we can in terms of advertising and marketing. We get grants. We have individual donors. We also have something called soulmates, which if somebody, you know, if you want to go run a race or do something, then you could raise money for girls in the run as you did it. So what I, I think those are our main.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, a lot of your board of directors have done the soulmates thing before. I think Amy Landry and maybe Bill, Corwin have yeah, uh, reached out to me to support them in their <laughs> running. And they're running. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. We have a great board of directors because we're a nonprofit. Obviously, we have a board of directors and very diverse, experienced group of people that really are there because they really believe in the program. They're Super amazing. Committed. Yeah, and we're always looking for new board members. So if it's something that people are interested in, um, they should reach out to us, and um, yeah, we're happy to talk. And is that. On your website as well. Yeah, there's a link about that. So, or
1: they can just email one of us directly.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: uh, Shonda Pettiford is currently your board chair, Mm -hmm. I think. Yes. And um, often I see her running around in Florence in our neighborhood. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So it's great. It's great that you have ambassadors of the program and ambassadors of health um, and community that serve on the board. I know board of directors are so important for nonprofits.
2: Yeah. And we have been very um, intentional about making sure that we have board of directors that represent all four of our Western mass counties, which is super important given what a diverse community we serve.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that, especially, you know, Berkshire and Franklin, you know, I feel like those are the two outlying counties that sort of don't get as much attention usually as Hampshire and Hamden Maybe right because it's yeah, yeah. just 91 or just a more condensed place. Yes. But anyway, yeah, I I appreciate that very much. And so you have a couple other um, employees as well um, who aren't here today. Colleen and Lisa. Do you want to talk a, a little bit about them or what they do? Sure, they're amazing. We have an amazing. I think we're super lucky to have a great staff.
2: Um, so Colleen Ryan is also a program manager. Um, helping like develop sites and support coaches. Um, and then we have Lisa Queenan, who is our development manager, outreach person, um, who helps with all things fundraising and and development. Um but I think the four of us work very well together, and it's
1: very it's a great team, yeah. yeah. And I know Lisa from previously being at the Amherst Survival, Survival. Center. Yeah. um, and then I think we might have been in a birthing class. <laughs> Of course, Probably. everybody. I've <laughs> that out, just like I've locked I've out some other stuff. Yeah, um, and she's wonderful and lovely, and I love seeing her out in the community. It's really amazing. Yeah, yeah, We're very lucky. Yeah, We're very, very lucky. We have a lot of fun together. Oh, I'm excited. I I look forward to seeing her more in the future too. And so, you know, going forward, thinking about Girls on the Run, thinking about you know where you've been and where you're going. What are your hopes for the program? I mean, I feel like you both have such a long history with the program since the beginning you know what are you looking for for the next nine years
3: it's funny that you say that i was thinking about this the other day we one of our first board retreats our goal was to make girls on the run kind of an known household word that people household name yeah Yeah. household name and i do think we've made a lot of strides toward that i would love to uh, like one very concrete goal is i would love to grow a little bit more in franklin county that's would be my goal
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I agree. I think it's it's so fun. Like if you wear a Girls on the Run shirt out and people like come up to you like, oh, my daughter did Girls on the Run or my, you know, we've been everywhere, like most random places mm-hmm. and had people. So I think that we are achieving that goal. And I think another goal I have is just that any kid that wants to do it is able to do it. So we continue with really, especially in areas where there's very little after school programming or... Very low-income areas where there's not as many options for kids that they have the opportunity to participate. That's
3: great. And the exciting thing is, is our first Girls on the Run class is are they're now juniors. That's great. Yeah, and we're getting some future coaches. Yeah.
1: Yes. (laughs) Call them up. Call them in. Um, You're listening to the Western Mass Business Show. I'm Tara Brewster. Thank you for listening today. My guests were Allison Berman and Molly Hoyt from Girls on the Run Western Mass. Thank you.
3: Thank you, Tara. You are a superstar. Thank you. We're going to go do our star jumps
1: right now.
0: (laughs) The Western Mass Business Show with Tara Brewster, WHMP.